we get started with this week's episode, we'd like to ask you, the fans of the Loose Change Podcast, to do us a favor. For a brief time, we're conducting a survey of our listeners to help us better understand who's listening to the show, and we'd like for you to help us. Go to bit.do slash couchguy to complete the survey. It's short, it should only take about 5-10 to 10 minutes, and it'll greatly help us. To top it off, completing the survey enters you into a drawing to win a free Couch Guy Sports t-shirt. The survey won't be up long, so make sure you complete it before it's too late. Once again, that's bit.do slash couchguy. Thanks, and enjoy the episode. That doesn't, that's what doesn't make sense to me. You're gonna make up your mind now. I just, I just think it's a little dumb. It pisses me off that he does something like this. No, 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 this is different. It's definitely different. Really on my nerves right now. You're listening to the Loose Change Podcast with your hosts, Nick Waglia and Jarris Galley. Couch Guy Sports, Loose Change Podcast, episode number 59. You know, we we have our guest interview this week. We have a great guest interview this week. Usually, you know, you you listen to the show regularly, you know. Usually I have Jared with me, had Kevin on last week. Uh, this week, I got to do the interview alone. Everybody abandoned me. Everybody dropped me on the train tracks. Nobody wants to be with me this week, uh, except for our interviewer, except for, you know, producer Pat. But big interview this week and it's just fitting it's just fitting for what we have to talk about with the Celtics and with the Cavs our guest this week his name is Adam Kaufman WBZ radio Adam thank you for coming on today man and also 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 from CLNS media so Adam thank you for coming on today man yeah man happy to yeah no I'm uh this is like I was just saying to you off air, you know, I mean, I guess, I guess you could say we're co-workers, both at CLNS. Sure. <laughs> hey, you know, there are a lot of pods under that umbrella. Oh my God. So, so many. Sometimes I click on the podcast and like, and I know, but I know about these popular podcasts and then I click on their list of podcasts and there's just new ones popping up every day. It's crazy. Oh, our bosses have their hands full. That's for sure. Yeah. It's nuts. So, uh, so obviously, you know, we wanted to bring you on. You're a big Celtics guy. If you follow Adam on Twitter at Adam M Kaufman, he is all over the Celtics games, really all over every sports game actually that's happening in Boston at the time. Um, but you know, today I wanted to bring you on to talk about the Celtics. The Celtics playoff run is just Adam. It's just unbelievable. I mean, this is, this is the first question I have for you. Did you expect them to be this far? And even if you expected them to be in the Eastern conference finals, did you ever expect this team to be up 2-0 on the Cleveland Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a lot there. I mean, it, it was always going to come down to matchups in terms of how well this team was going to do. We knew going into the postseason, no Gordon Hayward, no Kyrie Irving, maybe no Marcus Smart for a while, no Daniel Tice, that it sort of all depended on on which direction things went. You know, if Boston got Washington in round one, I think a lot of people would have picked them to lose. They wound up getting Milwaukee, which was still not a great matchup, especially with Giannis Antetokounmpo on the other side. And as we saw, Bucks pushed the seas to seven games. It was a competitive series. It was The series was a dogfight on both sides. Celtics were able to emerge. But, you know, then going to the Sixers, that's when it – you know, I, I picked, I felt they were going to beat the Bucks, But when we got to the Sixers stage, 
it was, okay, you know, there's just, there may be too much talent on the other side, despite how well these guys have been playing and a little up and down, uh, really in that, that first round, but Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, the rest of them, they had won 20 out of 21 going into that series had just mopped the floor with Miami. And I thought the Celtics were going to lose that series. I wouldn't have been shocked if they won. I wasn't shocked they won, but I didn't pick them. I figured they'd lose in six. And then going into this Cavs series after the Celtics just manhandled Philly in, in five games, okay, it's LeBron, and you know they swept the Raptors. Toronto's on another level. We saw it during the regular season. So this should be competitive. Maybe the Celts could win, but they probably won't. I'll go season six or uh, Cavs in six again. And then, yeah, <laughs> look at what's going on. I, I think you're lying to yourself if you thought that they were going to be up 2-0 on the Cavs. And uh, you don't want to take anything for granted, obviously, but Cleveland does have to win four out of five in order to turn this thing around. And I don't think they're going to do it. Yeah, no. And, and like, and here's the thing I've talked to some, I don't want to call them bandwagon Celtics fans, but bandwagon Celtics fans who really just kind of jumped on the train at the beginning of the playoffs. And like, and, and they would ask me like, do you think the, do you think the Celtics have a shot at beating the Cavs? Or do you think the Celtics have a shot at beating the Sixers? Every single round, I'll even go back to the first round, Adam, every single round, I was like, these guys are not going to get out of this round. I was telling people I'm not going to be shocked if they lose to the Bucks in the first round. I just didn't think that they had a chance. Yeah, it's, again, you know, there was a lot of talent on that side, and, you know, I think a lot of us looked at what they had over there with Giannis as a guy that is one of the top ten players in the NBA, and I think he's a couple years away from being maybe the best player in the league with that freakish talent that he has. And we'll forever lament the fact that Celtics didn't draft him when they had the opportunity in the Kelly Olynyk year. But, uh, you know, if we, if we can look past that, you know, with, with him, with uh, Chris Middleton, especially with how well he shot in that series and Jabari Parker, the potential that he had there, Malcolm Brockton has been a Celtics killer in, in the past. Eric Bledsoe, who obviously Terry Rozier got, you know, real estate in his head, but had he, been able to perform up to his level there were a lot of weapons on that Milwaukee side and so I wouldn't have been shocked in the least if the Celtics had the great regular season that they did but there were just too many injuries to overcome and wound up losing in round one didn't happen they held strong played great at home as they continue to all three of these series so far and and now we actually get to entertain you know wait a minute like this group without Hayward and Irving could actually and and maybe should even at this point with the 2-0 lead go to the NBA Finals? Do they have any chance, any shot in hell at competing with the Golden State Warriors or the Houston Rockets? Like, it's unfathomable to me that regardless of what you think of that conversation, that we can even have that conversation. Yeah, and, and, and that's the craziest part to me. It's that once Kyrie went down, and I was, I was, you know, I'm a big Celtics guy. I've been watching the Celtics all year, but once Kyrie went down, that was kind of like in the meat of when the Bruins, people were looking at the Bruins like, wow, this team actually might go to the finals. This is a legit team. So, I mean, kind of off topic. If at that point, if you well, said look, go, going, going into the, going into the play, like this is the, I've tweeted this a bunch of times. This is like the turn things took and why, you know, games are never played on paper and all that going into the regular season. If you said, who has the better chance of going on a deeper run in the playoffs, Celtics or Bruins? everybody would have said Celtics. It was a yep. no-brainer. Bruins were supposed to be in this rebuilding year. But then they go and have 112 points and almost finish first in the conference and have that absurd few-month stretch and 
dominated the Lightning in the regular season. And, you know, going into the playoffs, you would have said, who has a better shot of going on a deep run and going to the finals? Everybody would have said the Bruins and not the Celtics. <laughs> yep. And, you know, things turn, and here we are. You know, the Bees, I'm not going to say they underachieved per se, but disappointed anyway come, uh, come that second round after beating Toronto. And now Celtics are just, I mean, shocking us more by the day. So this success that they're having, right? So Brad Stevens, he's been he's been a story. Every time it seems like every time you turn on ESPN or any sports media outlet, they're talking about Brad Stevens. And I kind of sound like I like I'm exhausted by it. I could listen to people talk about Brad Stevens all day long, twenty four seven. I love this guy. But with this with the talent on the roster right now, obviously we brought it up a couple times. Kyrie's down, Gordon Hayward out. With this team going this far. Are you giving – could you give Brad Stevens more of the credit than you could the, the players talent-wise? Or do you think that the players – do you think a lot of people just underrated the talent of the players that are on this roster? Well, look, Brad will always tell you it's about the players. He is a, of course. a guy that deflects any and all praise. He is made uncomfortable by it. He does not like it. He's vocal about that when he's asked about it. And it's like pulling teeth to get him to talk about himself, which makes him such the – anti-college coach obviously you know we know he came out of butler and a mid-major but you know there were all these people that not specific to brad stevens because his personality has never been this but that just looked at it as college coach goes to nba and said is he going to be another rick patino or john calipari and you know to me those are idiots who didn't really pay attention or know anything about brad stevens or what he did at butler or what kind of guy he was and uh you know, that, that was just never going to happen. He's not an I guy. He's a team guy. And so to circle back to your question, it's a balance. You know, it's, it's a balance of the roster. It's a balance of talent. It's a balance of versatility and specialty and switchability and of being able to be put in the right position. I mean, how many times did the Celtics win games throughout this postseason run so far, especially against Milwaukee, as a result of, you know, out of timeouts plays, which Stevens is is the best in the NBA at, or certainly in the top couple, or just game planning certain whatever the strategy. I mean, to me, it 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 boggles the mind, and equally at the same time makes so much sense the approach that they've taken in these three rounds. They've said, look, the best player in this series, or or on the floor, is on the other side. You know, it's. All due respect to Al Horford or, or many of the young, plucky overachievers who yep. could one day and hopefully one day will be superstars in this league. And of course, I'm talking about Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier. Like these guys are terrific, but they're not superstars yet. They might be in a few years, but they're not yet. You know, Tatum it was thrust into this position of having to have his, his development accelerated. He just turned 20 years old. Brown is 21 years old and didn't nearly have this kind of role as a rookie or even in the playoffs as a rookie and has really just become comfortable with it as this season has gone along. And Rozier, he didn't start a game in his NBA career until Irving went down the first time with the knee injury and has clearly emerged and shown that he is a, a true caliber uh, starting caliber NBA point guard on a contending team. Like we're learning all about these guys along the way. And I think a lot of credit goes to them, but a lot of credit also goes to Brad and putting them in a position to succeed. But 
you know, where I was going with that originally is you look on the other side and it was Giannis, it was Embiid, it's now LeBron. And the strategy to say, look, let them get theirs. We're not going to bother. I'm not going to say not going to bother trying to stop them because, I mean, look at what Shemi Ojale did in the first round against the Greek Creek or look at what Marcus Morris is doing against LeBron right now. But they're more or less content to say, you guys get yours. We're focusing on stopping the guys around you. We don't care about your numbers. LeBron, you can put up a 42-point triple-double, and we're still going to beat you. That's, you know, part of that comes back to Stevens and strategy, and they're just, you know, I, I think the long-winded clearly answer to your question that <laughs> it's, it's a little bit about everybody. It really is. But that, there's not a coach I'd rather have leading this team than Brad Stevens. I got to tell you, Adam, it's just – just talking about Brad Stevens, talking about these draft picks, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. I feel like Danny Ainge took some heat for a little while in this town, in, in Boston. Sure. And my God, were we wrong about him? Because this guy has built such an empire. You traded away Doc Rivers, got a high draft pick, and then got Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens is literally being looked at as one of the best coaches in the league. But, but hey. Let's talk about Game 2 real quick. At time of recording, it is Wednesday, May 16th. Game 2 happened last night. Crazy game. Crazy game. I've been picking against the Celtics every single game, so I'm going to keep on doing that. I'll keep blowing my money on all these <laughs> stupid these, these gambling websites. I'm going to keep blowing my money because every time I bet against the Celtics, they win. So if, they, if the Celtics lose, Adam, I'm just telling you, that's probably the night that I bet on the Celtics. Um, yeah, don't bet on the Celtics, man. <laughs> oh, no, no, don't worry about it. I'll keep that on the Cavs. I'll, I'll be the reason these guys win, baby. Uh, yeah, there you go. So you want to talk about game two. LeBron James, I just kind of want to know, can you put any blame on LeBron for game two? Because the guy scored 42 points, and then Kevin Love obviously had 22, and then Corver came in third on his team with 11. But it's just his team just doesn't seem like they're showing up to play this series. Like, am I wrong, or are they just dogging it the entire time? No, I mean, I thought LeBron terrific for the most part in game two and and also you know had to deal with that neck strain i know a lot of people say boo-hoo lebron and all that like of course he's going to go to the locker room when you know may or may not have been in concussion protocol and we later found out that he wasn't but people just like to pick on lebron because they enjoy picking on lebron there are a lot of lebron haters out there and, and the degree to which it exists i'll never quite understand but putting that aside he was great in game two i would say he wasn't very good in game one. I think that probably goes without saying, but yep. you know, if, if he had been LeBron in game two and game one, would they have won? I don't know. It was, you know, the Celtics were pretty in control and really led that thing wire to wire, but it was also passive LeBron, you know, 15 points, not even uh, what he take 15, 16 shots. He uh, had a whole bunch of turnovers. He just, he, he wasn't particularly good. And as he said, you know, it was a feeling out game. That's how he likes to treat game ones, which I think it was, I think it was a mistake, but you know, in game two, here's why the Cavs should be worried and maybe not as worried going back to Cleveland when role players tend to perform better at home, just in, in general, it's a, a rule of thumb. We've seen it with the Celtics, obviously at the garden, but you know, they're, they got a great performance out of LeBron. They got a more than respectable performance out of Kevin Love and Kyle Korver off the bench as well. But as long as J.R. Smith is not showing up and Tristan Thompson is not doing anything and still allowing a whole bunch of points in the paint and uh, George Hill isn't hitting any shots and Jeff Green sucks. And like, as long as the supporting cast isn't doing anything, 
just LeBron and, uh, you know, Kevin Love aren't going to be enough. They're not going to be enough. I mean, they, LeBron had to play out of his mind to beat the Pacers, and that was a seven-game series. Suddenly, against Toronto, everybody played well virtually, and they sweep them. But we're not seeing that so far in two games against the Celtics. And as Ty Lue has said, as others have admitted, Celtics just, they're playing tougher. They're playing more physical. They seem to want it more. They and call them matters. goons. And, yeah, you know, look, if they're gooning it up, good. Like, great. <laughs> I mean, the you know, when like when you think of that, and, and I view that as a positive, you think of Marcus Morris, you think of Marcus Smart, you think of, you know, I said this on the Celtics Beat podcast earlier today, you know, you haven't had guys like that with this team here since, you know, KG and Perk. Like, that's how long it's been since you've had the guys that are so tough-minded but also can back it up on the floor with their talent. And they're incredibly valuable. Like, these are guys that you need to win. It's, you know, you think back to the, to the last sort of even remotely similar team to this to win a championship, which would have been the 2004 Pistons, which didn't have any all-NBA players on it. You know, best player on the team averaged, like, not even 18 points. It, it was a very balanced roster as well that won with their defense and not their offense. And they had, you know, Rasheed Wallace. And they had uh, um, Ben Wallace. Guys like 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 just tough-minded a-holes out there on the floor that could play. And the Celtics have a couple guys like that, and it's a huge part of the reason they've been successful. Oh, I mean, number one tough-minded a-hole's got to be Marcus Smart, and that's and like that's that's my guy. Earlier in the year, I was I wavered on Marcus Smart. Like I feel a lot of Celtics fans kind of do, you know, cuz cuz it's just frustrating the end of that Lakers game when he takes that shot, like why is Marcus Smart taking that shot? He does those things, but then you watch him and like in these games last night where his defense is just out of this world. The the amount of passion that this guy plays with Adam, it's it's insane. That that I forget who was holding the ball, but when he dove from behind one of the Cavs players last night and popped the ball out right of his hand toward the bench, that was, yeah. That was vintage Marcus Smart. Like I don't think anybody else in the NBA does that. And and I mean, I just what do you think? Do you think that uh, well, all the not, while not the a playoff question. Off a, a hand injury when he broke his freaking thumb from doing that same type of thing, you know, diving it's for insane. a ball on the floor. Like he, there's no fear. And that's, that's what this team is. There's no, no, no fear, no quit. It's toughness. It's grit. It's personality. It's intensity. It's, you know, and, and he epitomizes it. You know, I think it's Al Horford has called him like the heart and soul of this team. I, I don't know how many times because he is, everybody feeds off of Marcus Smart's energy. And they're a different team when Marcus Smart is not on the floor, when Marcus Smart is not in the lineup, when he's been out injured, they are a different team. And it's, you know, you're seeing it in this Cavs series and that game too. He had just your, your prototypical, your quintessential Marcus Smart stat line with the 11 points, nine assists, five rebounds, four <laughs> steals, no turnovers, 31 minutes plus 21 player in a, whatever 14 or so point win like they he has been he was terrific in that game with all those winning plays and diving all over the floor it's what he does and and that's why you know not to rush things along but when we get to the offseason Danny Ainge I mean that's that's priority number one is re-signing Marcus Smart a restricted free agent you only hope that he hasn't played so well that some team because it only takes one throws some stupid money yeah, you know, that was actually going to be my question. Do you think do you think that Marcus Smart's going to be back next year? And honestly, I believe it, he is. I do. 
I at this point, I mean, how could you not bring this guy back? How could you not give this guy a decent chunk of change? I I know he's not great on offense, but but it's it's that it's like you said, the Marcus Smart stat line. The guy playing defense is unbelievable. Nobody else that that Rockets game earlier Pitbull. this year. That exactly that Rockets game earlier this year. They do not win that game if Marcus Smart is not building condos inside of James Harden's head. Well, look, there's a the, I'm sure you saw it because it went you know super viral. But there was a great picture from you know the first two games of the West series, um, Houston and Golden State. They're taking place in Texas, and there's just this gigantic like I don't know what the hell it's made of, but but huge. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, James Harden. Thing you could like walk into through the arena or whatever. I don't even know, but you know somebody tweeted out that picture, and it might have even <laughs> been the Rockets account with the with the caption of like, "What do you think's in James Harden's head?" And somebody writes, "Marcus Smart," <laughs> <laughs> and of course, like the thing gets a billion retweets because it's it's true. I mean, he gets under guys' skin. It's a switchability. He can defend any position one through five. Like, he's just such a unique unicorn of a player that people get bent out of shape over the fact that he's like a 30% shooter. Who gives a crap? Honestly, who cares? That's why you have Kyrie Irving. I'm I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying bring this guy back for 15, 16 million dollars. And I'm hoping nobody, you know, magic or, or Hawks or Kings or whoever, like I'm hoping nobody throws him that kind of cash. But if you can get him back, the number I keep coming back to in my mind, and I was talking to Ben Rohrbach about this on the, uh, you know, my show earlier today, if you can get him for four for 48, no brainer, no brainer. Absolutely. absolutely do it. Absolutely. And, and the guy, it's just, it's, you know, it's, I wonder, I wonder this, I, I question this about him. He seems like he loves Boston. He seems like he just loves being part of the Boston atmosphere, just being a part of the Boston Celtics. Do you think that he might even take a little less if it were offered here because he loves playing here so much? Um, it depends how much less, you know, if, if there's a team yeah. that offers him 13, 14 million dollars a year. And not that I think this would happen, but Danny Ainge says, you know what? I'm not going higher than nine or 10. And you know, it's it's a different number of years or like it's, if, if the offer just isn't even comparable, I mean, yep. how do you not leave and chase the cash? But for for as much as, you know, I love Marcus Smart or you maybe love Marcus Smart or whoever's listening loves Marcus Smart. I promise you, Danny Ainge and Brad Stevens love Marcus Smart more than any of us. They want him back. <laughs> Absolutely. And you're right about him wanting to be here. He doesn't want to go anywhere. No chance. And he knows how much. He's appreciated here by the people that actually pay attention and watch the games and aren't the you know casual fans that just look at the box score and say, what's the point of this guy? So I, I think it's I, I really do believe it's just a matter of time once we get into free agency and start of July that he's going to be back. All right. Last two questions, then I'll let you go. Uh, I know you're on your ride home. So first question. How the hell does J.R. Smith not get any kind of a uh, punishment suspension for shoving Al Horford while he's midair during last night's game? And question B, just give me a quick prediction on the rest of the series for the, for the Cavs. And, you know, I don't want to get too ahead of myself here, but if, they, huh. if you do think they go, to, they go past the Cavs, how do you think they do against the Golden State Warriors? All right, well, first on Smith, um, I would say, 
I don't know because you're right. I mean, it was it was stupid. It was malicious. He admitted he should have gotten a flagrant for it, yeah. and it was dangerous as much as anything else. And Al Horford was fine, but he could have been injured. You know, it, it was it was just in. He's lucky he didn't have to feel the wrath of Marcus Smart when he when Smart came after him. You know, looking <laughs> Smart, for a street I thought fight. Smart was so, going to kill him. Yeah, I, and look, I mean, rightfully so. A way to step up for your teammate. I mean, again, it goes back to that personality that you need, and and let Horford handle it like the pro's pro that he that he always does and is. But, um, I, you know, the flip side of that is. Uh, I will say good. I'm glad he didn't get any supplemental suspension or discipline because he's played so be- so poorly at this point that it's it's like a net positive for the Celtics <laughs> having him on the floor. You know, if, obviously, if if he's right. three back in Cleveland, he he drops 22 points and makes a bunch of threes. I could eat those words, but in this moment right now, I think it's a good thing for the Celtics. And uh, you know, your second question there: How do I think it's going to play out? You know, call me a slave to the numbers, but Celtics are 37 and 0 all time when leading series 2-0. Teams in NBA history, when leading a uh, best of seven 2-0, have gone on to win those series 94 percent of the time. So I believe, even in spite of of LeBron James, best player in the world, who can take over a game at will on the other side, I believe Celtics are going to win this series. If I had to guess, I think they take one out of two in Cleveland, just like the Philadelphia series, come back and take it in Game Five at the Garden. If they don't, I would get nervous going back to to uh, Cleveland Game Six and what could potentially be LeBron James' final game, home game as a member of the Cavs, and then obviously it has to come back to us. Point it'll be the Warriors because the Rockets aren't going to beat them, and uh, you know there's there's a part of me that just wants to continue believing in all the hype. And I'll tell you this: like had the had the draft lottery, had the ping pong balls bounced the Celtics' way that 2.9 percent, they got the Lakers pick at two or three. I would have told you the Celtics are going to sweep the Warriors because that's just how things are going <laughs> right now. But uh, you know that didn't. It, it, we got a, a little personality when things went the way they were supposed to with the lottery balls. And if and when they play the Warriors, I believe things will go as they are supposed to, which is the Warriors will easily take that series. You will be reminded uh, how important guys like Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward are and the idiots out there who want to even entertain the discussion of trading Kyrie will be brought back into place as they look at it and say, wait a minute, you need a guy at the level of Irving to compete with teams that have Kevin Durant who's playing out of his mind and Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and all the depth that they continue to have around them. And the Warriors, you know, Celtics could steal a game, maybe two, but the Warriors would win that series pretty easily. Those, those trade Kyrie Irving people, I refuse to talk to them. If you, if they, if they bring that up in conversation, I'm walking away. There's not a shot that I talk to them. It's horrible. So dumb. So Uh, dumb. We literally we beg for a superstar for years. We get one, and we're like, trade him, trade his ass. Let's get rid of him. The, <laughs> the guy, the guy was incredible this year. I remember, I, I, there's not been a guy on this Celtics team in years that when he has the ball in his hand, half the time I go, wow, that was insane. Right. No, he it's does- like let's you know let's make it a priority to hang on to the, you know the the Jay Crowders and and Tyler <laughs> Zellers of the world, but let's deal Kyrie Irving. It it doesn't. It just it, it's it's unfathomable. Uh, Jay Jay Crowder in Boston, RIP. Hey Adam, thanks for coming on tonight, man. Uh, follow Adam on Twitter 
at Adam M. Kaufman. Catch him on the morning drive on WBZ News Radio, talking a little sports just like he was doing here. And then he drops a Celtics Beat podcast on CLNSmedia.com, which is great. It's a great show. If you guys, if you guys are hoop heads, if, even if you're not, if you just want to hear a little something, something about the Celtics and about basketball, check out his podcast, Celtics Beat Podcast on CLNSmedia.com. Adam, thank you so much for coming on tonight, man. Really appreciate it. Hope we can get you back again because that was a very fun conversation. Happy to do it. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. All right, man. Take care. Adam Kaufman, WBZ News Radio. Follow my Twitter once again at Adam M. Kaufman. All right, again, thank you, Adam Kaufman, for coming on the show. Great interview. Great interview. Now it's uh, later in the night. It's no longer just me on the show. Now we got me. Now we got Jared back. Still got Patty P. They were just making fun of me for the way I did the interview. But I'm all alone. <laughs> it's it's, it's just me. It's whatever. So now we got the boys back together. Going to do a quick little show here after the Adam interview. And Jared, you idiot, you missed a good interview. So I'm sorry if I was at work still. Yeah, dude, you're on the highway. Sick lie. Uh, kick, kick it off with a weekly dump, baby. Okay, first, uh, Julie Stewart-Binks, which I literally just learned about before we started the show. Uh, Julie Stewart-Binks, been on the show before, friend of the program, has decided to leave Barcelona Sports. Uh personal decision i guess it sounds like on her part uh, again don't really know too much about that uh big story this week robinson cano suspended 80 games for testing positive for a masking agent originally tweeted out originally reported as a uh as peds it wasn't it was a masking agent and you know what too first of all i just want to explain this to people because people do not understand they do not understand this whole testing thing this whole testing thing for peds they don't just test you you become you, you become positive and then automatically boom you're suspended they they do some research on this so they find a masking agent in your piss and then they track it back figure out how long you've been using it, and they go okay well then that means you probably were doing steroids because this doesn't match up with what you're saying so that's why he got suspended it was a legit suspension in my opinion whatever the guy was probably doing it robinson cano it sucks but whatever uh we're going to talk about this last i'm not going to say what it is now uh, really short weekly dump NHL playoff series, Washington caps up two one in the series against Tampa Bay. It's a Washington capital. So my prediction right here, right now, caps lose the series caps. will lose this series. It's going to be, of course Tampa. they will. You th- no, they're not going to lose the series. Come on. Caps. This is the Washington caps year, man. The caps stink. This is what Washington sports do. They yeah, don't in the second win. round. They actually got through the second round. They, no, but yeah, but the fact that they're here is a miracle. They're not going to get through this round. That's just that's just a fact. Um, okay, next, um, Golden Knights and the Jets tied one to one. NBA Conference Finals. Warriors up one to nothing, playing the Rockets uh, again. It is Wednesday right now, so they're going to be playing the Rockets tonight. Uh, who knows what the? It's probably going to be two zero Warriors. I'm thinking Celtics up two zero on the Cavs, going back to Cleveland on Saturday. Again, recording on Wednesday night, uh, and then. Before we hop in, two quick things. Have you heard this Yanny versus Laurel video? Yes. What are you hearing? Yanny all day. You're hearing you're you're not hearing anything else but Yanny. All yeah, I don't hear anything but Yanny. Dude, this stuff like it doesn't make any sense to me. It makes absolutely no sense to me. So, so I guess what's happening? I'm gonna try to pull it up my phone right now so I can play into the mic. 
So I guess what's happening is there's a lower pitch voice saying Laurel and a higher pitch voice saying Yanny. So you guys because ready for I, this? I can make you both. I can make you both hear them at your own will. So the way to do it, right? It's all in your head. Nick was right. There are two frequencies, two pitches playing at the same time. I've the heard higher them both. pitched, yeah. The higher pitched one is Yanny. The lower pitch is Laurel. So while you're playing the audio, if you just close your eyes and think of either Yanny or Laurel, it'll say whichever one you're thinking of. And you can switch. You can just go back and forth like that. Well, yeah, well, it's tough because I've tried that. And I've heard them like, not only have I heard them both, I've heard them both at the same time. My brain picked up both at the same time, which is wild. I felt like I was tripping on acid when I was hearing that. Probably but no, this is, this is the video. So it's 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 what's going bananas on the internet right now. I'm here, Laurel. Full All I heard is Yanny. All I heard is Yanny. There I, I'm I was Laurel. switching back and forth the whole time. I was going between Yanny and Laurel. Yeah, so it's like it's just crazy because it's like it's like the blue dress versus the gold dress all over again. It's crazy. The dress internet is, is. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Senate today voted to save net neutrality. I'm going to act like I know what net neutrality is. I really don't. I know it was a big thing like two months ago, but whatever. This is the kind of thing that I feel like net neutrality being taken away. I feel like this is the stuff we would lose, even though it's probably not true. But just because the way they demonize it online, I feel like this is what we're going to lose. This is what the internet needs. I'm here Laurel all day, but I've heard both. Uh, another great part of the internet, gambling. Woo. Last thing on the weekly dump, gambling. Uh I, who Supreme Court was like, you know what? This is stupid. How can how can we not let people gamble in sports in America? This is dumb. So they're already they, doing it anyway. Let's just make it legal. Yeah, and let's make some money off of it. They overturned it. They overturned that federal law that you can't do sports gambling unless you're in Nevada, uh, or I guess the the Kentucky Derby. That whole that whole thing confuses me. Why they're allowed to do it and why other people aren't. But regardless, New Jersey was like New Jersey was the forefront of this. Which shout out New Jersey. I usually hate you scumbags, but. I mean, hell, you guys really stepped up big time for this one. New Jersey was like, America, are you fucking kidding me? How come I can't go to the game and bet on these guys playing baseball right now? This Why can't insane. I bet against the New York Jets like I do every week anyway? Let me legally bet yeah. against the New York Jets. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, big shout out now. Now states and states still have to decide whether or not they want it to be illegal in their states, which I feel like a lot of them are going to do it, but New Hampshire whatever. won't. New Hampshire sucks. Uh, you guys all you guys all suck up there. Even even President Trump doesn't like you guys. Uh, but no, big. <laughs> that would be too. Big yeah. shout out though. Gambling legal gonna take all. And another thing, I hate these people who are like, oh, this is gonna affect people in their personal lives. They're gonna they're gonna be gambling too much. This Everyone's is gonna, gonna take all their money. Man. I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. Who is if you have, if you can't control yourself gambling, you just stink. Self self control, bitches. Stink. Yeah, it's just self control. Like there's a lot of things that are legal that could probably f you up if you get addicted to it, aka alcohol. Like it's I don't it's that's that's your own personal choice. It's if it's 18 and older for people who can gamble, you're old enough to make that decision. Whatever you get, you become homeless. That's your fault. Well, I don't care. Uh, all right. Let's get into the real-ish. Let's get into the real stuff. So as of right now, again, shout-out Adam Coffin. We talked a lot about this with Adam, or I did at least, on the initial interview. So Celtics up right now, 2-0 on the Cavs. 
Let's talk about this series. Crazy train. First of all, asinine that J.R. Smith didn't get suspended for that push. At least a flagrant, too. How the hell is that not a flagrant, too? And after the game, he was like, yeah, I did it on purpose. Like, yeah. Al Horford went up to the layup. Was in the off the ground. He literally just turns, full arms extended, and pushes him. It's like you literally like in the NFL when you're like pushing a guy out of the end zone when he's trying to catch the ball. Like literally, that's exactly what he did. And it's like how and they reviewed it too. After reviewing it, how is that not a flagrant? <laughs> yeah, that's the crazy part. They looked, they looked at, at it. it. They looked at it, and, and it was a watched. while too. They looked at it forever. It was it Jeff Van Gundy. Jeff Van Gundy was like, "This is going to be a flagrant too." Yeah, this is going to be a flagrant too. In which, by the way, Jeff Van Gundy, shout out to him. I'm usually back and forth with him with how oh, I think he does. He I crushed the game last night. He crushed. Yeah, I'm like Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson, go fuck yourself. Uh, like, I, don't, you why? I don't know why we're saying fuck, go fuck yourself to Mark Jackson. Why? Why? Because literally yeah. every time he had the chance, it was give the Celtics credit, but LeBron is choking this away and the Cavs are choking this away. Oh, yeah. The yeah, entire yeah, night, yeah. he would not give the Celtics any real credit. Every time he said, get like, give the Celtics credit, it's like a little talking to a little kid. Oh, you did a good job. Good for you. Pat on your back. You came back and took a 2-0 lead. No. They are a better team on paper than the Cavs right now. <laughs> Hold on. Shout out Bleacher Report. Coach of the Year finalists, Brad Stevens, uh, Quinn Snyder, Dwayne Casey, and then they put in parentheses unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And you know yeah. what? You know what? They- Casey's going to win Coach of the Year. You know, I, I don't think he will now because now that the coaches aren't picking, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Brad Stevens wins because it's it's just too obvious of a choice for Brad Stevens to win this. Way too obvious of a choice. That's why it's not going to happen. Yeah. Dwayne no, Casey, no. Yeah. Love that. yeah. Dwayne Casey unemployed. Laugh out loud funny. Uh, but no, so like this 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 series, like I've picked against the Celtics in legitimately every game, I think. I don't think I've picked the Celtics to win once. And it's just... It's just like, what else? So game two, LeBron James scores 42 points on the floor for 39 minutes. He's a plus minus with a negative nine, with a minus nine. But like, what else can the guy do? What else can the guy do? It's I don't want to put everything against him, but his team just wasn't showing up. No, the team is garbage. There's no, like, look at what they have around him. It's, it's absolutely nothing. You're banking on Kyle Korver to be a stud. J.R. Smith is trash. I'm actually happy he didn't get suspended because now he has to play. And Adam said the same thing. It's like you were in the interview, you fuck. Yeah. Just going to let that marinate for a second there. Um, look, the, LeBron has nobody to play with. They traded everybody away because they wanted to, like, get rid of the old guys. I think he'd rather have Isaiah Thomas right now. I think he'd rather have yeah. Jake Crowder right now or Dwayne Wade. Because everyone else is failing him. They traded for a guy who has a DNP last night in Clarkson. Like, they traded <laughs> for a guy who the coach said, nah, we're good. Yeah, we're not going to play you. You can sit over there. And remember, like, it was right after they made, after, right after the trade deadline, the first game, it was against the Celtics. Yeah, they and they, the they blew the Celtics out. And everybody everybody was like, oh, no. Here LeBron's come the Cavs. LeBron's yeah. back. This team loves it. LeBron's doing that thing when he's crouched down, pointing at his teammates. They're like, oh, no, LeBron's having a good time. This team's going to go all the way. This Stay team's the Cleveland. real oh deal. God, yeah. yeah, He's staying in Cleveland. They're going to win the championship this year. And everything's just falling apart. It's like their second best, play- their second best player in- is Kevin Love. He's, in- he's just soft. He's not hard. He's not. 
He's not a good game last night, though. He did a different game. Yeah, he did. What did he score? 22 points last night? Yeah, he scored 22 points last night. 22 points last night. The guy, the guy had an okay game. But then your next up, your next guy up was Kyle Korver. Okay, 11 points are not bad. And then eight points from Tristan Thompson, and then three points from George Hill. Other than that, is that real? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six players on their team scored points. Six. That is it. Ron, man. It's a factor. That is, that's unbelievable. You want to know how many players scored on the Celtics? How many guys played? 11. 11 of them scored points. The only one who didn't score points was Yabuselli. Nader scored points last night. He did. He scored some garbage Nader time. He had a nice two. <laughs> he said back-to-back garbage time games, so good for him. Yeah. Yeah, Nader, good job, Nader. Nader scored points last night. I mean, it's just like the Celtics team right now, they are just – they're just – Tyron Lewis said it right. I know everybody's giving him shit for it, but they're gooning. That's what they are. And if that's, if that's what they're going to have to do to win games – Keep on gooning. Yeah, Keep on going. doing what you have to do. Keep they're playing going, tough. Nick, they're going to the finals. Nick, they're going to the NBA finals with this Which roster is, without Kyrie Irving or Gordon Hayward play. They're going to the finals. <laughs> I can't I can't believe that. And if they listen, if they here's the thing. It's LeBron James, and I know his team sucks. I know his team's garbage. If they still come back and win this series, I wouldn't be shocked. Just because it's tough for me to buy into this team. Listen, when Kyrie Irving went down. When Kyrie Irving went down, I thought it was done. I thought they were toast. I thought they were over. And it was the meat of the Bruins season, too, right at the end. We're getting ready for playoffs. Yeah. I was all in on and the they Bruins. Were I was kind of, yeah. yeah, and I was kind of done with the Celtics. I was like, okay, this team's not going to do anything in the playoffs. Like, let's just get ready for next year. You know, keeping tabs on them. They're really not playing well near the end of the season. And then we go into the playoffs, and they're playing. Like, their starting five is Marcus Morris, Tatum, Rozier, Brown, and Horford. You're... Your two third round, your two third overall draft picks for the past two seasons, yeah. are in your starting lineup in the Eastern Conference Final against LeBron James. And I bought in on Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I'm in. Like, don't trade them for anybody. Don't, don't, don't even think about it. Like, that's it. These are your guys with Kyrie, Gordon Hayward moving forward. Done. Not a single player on the Celtics team had a plus minus under zero. Not, not, a, not a single player. Marcus Smart. Even Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart had a plus 21. So Pay that's the guy, a, that's baby. A, Pay that's a, the man. That's a guy we have to talk about. We talked about the, that with Adam, too, earlier in the show. You have to pay Marcus Smart after the series. You have to. You absolutely have to. And I told I told Adam, uh, he kind of disagreed a little bit in a sense. I said that I think that Marcus Smart loves it here so much that I think that he would end up taking a hometown discount if needed, if he yeah. wants to. But not too much of a discount. I'm not talking like he took it like that too. He took it like I was saying, like five million less. No, that's not what I'm saying. I think if a, if a team offered him 14 million a year, and the Celtics like offered him 13 or 12, I think he would take it because I think he loves it here. And he knows he's a really good fit here. Like for two extra two million a year, you go to the unknown when everyone talks about the fact that players leave here and then they're not as good because they're not in Steven's system anymore. So like I said, Thomas, do they leave? Do they leave the unknown for two extra million dollars? Probably not, because he's flourishing here. He's going to be on a team to go win championships for the next five, ten years. And for extra, for taking two million less, I think that's worth it. Anything less than that, I think you have to start thinking about it. But then you have to also question what do you do with Terry Rozier at that point? So, is there not a way at all for them to keep him? He's going to ask a lot. Is there of not money. a way for them? To I mean, he's got a year left. No. So if you want to just let it ride out, but you got to get something for him if you're not going to keep. Him. If you're not going to pay him, if you don't think you're going to pay him, 
you gotta trade him because this, this is where his value is going to be. Much sucks. Because Nick, you have to you have to make the decision now because if you if you're going to trade him, his value is not getting any higher than it is this year because Kyrie comes back next year, he comes back off the bench, and it's not as valuable as he once was. But if you're not going to trade him and you're going to sign him, then you wait until next year because his value is going to be a little lower because he's not going to be playing. So you got to so, make the decision now. If you're keeping him, he's on the roster, and that's it. If you're not keeping him, you've got to trade him this offseason. So here's the thing. With the way that he's performed, and it's not like the question's kind of evolved here because, you know, it's it's you're in the Eastern Conference Finals now, and he's still performing like this. It's not against the Sixers. It's not against the Bucks. It's not against those little scumbag Bucks and Eric Bledsoe, Drew Bledsoe. It's against LeBron and the Cavs, and he's still playing like this. I think, I think San Antonio, if you offered up the Sacramento picking Terry, I think they would take it. See, that, and that's fine with me. But as long as you're not trading Brown or Tatum, go get Kawhi. Don't care. If you get Kawhi for Terry Rozier, a guy with a year left on his contract, you do it. And especially if that Even means... If it's a do you think that would right? happen? You really think that, that you could get Kawhi for Rozier? For Rozier and the Sacramento pick next year. And the, the Sacramento, Sacramento pick. And maybe, maybe even one more player. Maybe even the Clippers pick. You're, I don't know, man. Kawhi. The like, Clippers pick is big too. I think, I think, I think the problem with Kawhi it. is there's way too much drama surrounding Kawhi. Like I don't think. Yeah, that's why the Spurs here. will. That's why the Spurs will take less. Yeah, because they don't want to deal with it. I don't know. It's not like the Spurs are the. I mean, it, he's only been on the Spurs, right? Didn't did they draft him? Yeah, yeah he's, he's only been with the Spurs. I don't know. Man. That is. I, I don't know. I just too much. There's too much drama with him. I think but if you're not, good but if you're, if, if you're, Terry Rozier is not going to play as much and he's not going to be as valuable as he is right now. If you trade him for Kwai, whatever other piece is involved, you, and you, you still, get Banner 18. You, yeah. I think you're going to get next year either way, but if you, you trade for Kwai Leonard, you might as well just put Golden State and the Celtics back in the finals and say, okay, let's just play seven games and go with it. <laughs> Screw the season. We'll do this in November. Like, listen, the moment you make that trade, you go down to the to the banner factory and go, hey, can you can you make Banner 18 for us? Yep, on it. And they start making it. They're gonna piece it together. Like that's yeah. like, if you trade for Kawhi Leonard, that is what you do. Well, then you got then you got to think about that. It becomes Kyrie Irving, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Kawhi Leonard, and Al Horford. That's your starting five, unless Al Horford gets traded in that deal. But like, I would still do it. That's a championship team for years. And then I you, would either still. Either way, Jason Tatum's coming off the bench next year. Yeah, hope you guys realize that. Which is. <laughs> and if you keep Ter- if you keep Terry Rozier, then it becomes Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, at Baines or Morris, whoever doesn't start, all coming off the bench. You know what? Real quick, I mean, and and plus Isaiah Thomas is going to be coming back this offseason too. Whatever. <laughs> um, so Marcus, Mark, dude, I you know how much I would love it if Isaiah Thomas came back to play on the bench. Oh my god! Don't want him. Don't want to deal with it. That no, would be I do want the dumbest thing ever. No, I do want to deal with it. You got a little scorer on the bench, and you, he loves it here. He we'd would, to, I think we'd have he would to come get rid back. of our tribute video. We'd be for not. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, we, yeah, we, would, have to, <laughs> we would have to get rid of it. Steve, you know, you know how upset Steve Centura would be <laughs> if we, he did that he video? Go, he would literally tweet out, I still love the video. It's okay. He <laughs> <laughs> would be so upset if we killed that video. Um, no, but... It's just what this team's done in the Eastern Conference Finals is just it's unimaginable. Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown and himself, that guy last season, his rookie year, was averaging five points a game. He's leading a Boston Celtics team in the Eastern Conference Finals right now against LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yep. And Jalen Brown. 
smooth. He can shoot. Everyone, I'll, everyone booed this pick because he couldn't yeah. shoot out of college. Now he's a smooth, silky shooter. Every time he takes a three, no matter how contested it is, I think it's going in. Every time. And if it doesn't, I'm surprised. This, this entire team, it's just in Marcus. The, so the, the, two, the two cherries on top of this cake last night were, is that even a phrase? Were, uh, were Marcus cherries Smart. Cherries on cake. Hmm. Marcus. <laughs> Marcus Don't make me do that at my wedding, please. Mar- oh, I might. I'm so hyped for your wedding. I'm going to get wasted. Uh, Marcus Smart diving behind whoever it was carrying the ball up the court. It was vintage Marcus Smart. Do you know what play I'm talking about? When he came sprinting up from behind the guy and dove out of bounds and punched the ball out of his hand. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marcus Smart. It was just vintage Marcus Smart, and that's why you got to pay that guy. The whole fourth and quarter was vintage Marcus yeah. Smart. In the second, just imagine Kyrie and Marcus Smart together on the court at the end of a game to close out a game. You got you got some of the best defense in the league with some of the best shooting in the league. It's just mm-hmm. the pairing is just unbelievable. Um, and then Marcus Morris literally screaming inside of Tristan Thompson's face after yeah. he scored that layup. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's great. And the meat like literally went down and he just wouldn't stop and he got he got up and got pumped and I was like. It's great. And then all the memes that are coming out now. Like, everything that's coming out with Marcus yeah. Morris. It's just great. Yeah. It was like, How could it you cheat Laurel. on Chloe? It was Laurel. <laughs> he, like, he screamed inside of Tristan Thompson's face. Yeah, it was great. I hope I hope, I hope, hope he goes back into Cleveland on Saturday. And it's just it's super chippy. And, just yeah, gets and, the- then, and then he started shoving him around. He started shoving Marcus Morris. And Morris was just like, listen, dude, I'd kick your fucking ass. You know what Marcus Morris should do? He should start dating Chloe now. Right. You should post pull, pull a video. Like a Derek Fisher. Pull a Derek Fisher. Like it's Matt, like the Matt Barnes yeah. situation. I, gotta, I have a question for you guys. Larry. All right. Let's say, well, not let's say, when the Celtics Marcus advance to the finals, if LeBron gets booted out of the Eastern Conference Finals this year, does that, He's back does, that does that completely <laughs> get rid of any talks of him being voted as MVP? MVP this year? Yeah. No. Well, maybe, but probably not, only because the MVP is supposed to be a regular season award. Yeah. And he's going to get the MVP award, and he's going to have, he already has, he already has a um, property stacked out in Philly, I'm sure, ready to go. Um, yeah. Oh, if he goes to Philly, oh, man, if he goes to Philly and we, and the Celtics get Kawhi, oh, my God. This is going to be the greatest basketball season of all time next year. Yeah. It'd be, I almost want him to go to Philly. Just because, one, that'd be great. I would love it. Because then Ben Simmons takes a backseat. Can he do that? Joel Embiid takes a backseat. Can he do that? I don't know if that'd work. Um, and it'd be fun to see. Because I don't I don't know if LeBron and Philly would actually work for them. Yeah, and you, you know what else I was thinking about? I was thinking about, somebody Somebody asked me before, like, oh, or like, whenever I talk shit about LeBron, they're like, yeah, but you would love him if, you were, if he was on your team. And I was like, yeah, but to be honest, that would never happen. And I don't think that would ever happen because... The one team in the entire, in all of the NBA, maybe other than Golden State, because I just don't think that would ever happen or could happen. Mm. LeBron, the one team I don't think that he could ever play for is Boston, just because I I just don't think a I, I just even don't if they think could af- even if they could even if they could afford it yeah I would just he don't come here they, I even if he wanted to come here I just don't think this is the place that he could because the fans have just been so brutal to him I don't think the fans even want him even I don't though, think I don't think Danny Ainge would do it. No, I don't think Danny Age would either. I think this is like out of any team that's hated LeBron over his entire career, it's been Boston. No matter how much, no matter how much we sucked, no matter the years when we were rebuilding, we hated LeBron. 
We about always the wear have. Tim, though. Think about how long he's played. Obviously, he's getting there. And think about all the teams that he's been to. They've mortgaged their future to build around him. And now look at them. Miami's obviously just getting back to where they need to be. But, like, Cleveland's going to be teams. bottom of the league next year. Like, LeBron literally is the destroyer of basketball teams. <laughs> it's just laugh out loud funny. Like, um, that, that's that's what it turns out to. So do you really want him to come here, play with Kyrie Irving again? That didn't work. No, out well. no, no. And that's another thing, too. If if you want LeBron to come here, then Kyrie would leave. Kyrie would ask for a trade because he left he left Cleveland because of LeBron. He didn't just leave Cleveland. He left Cleveland because, because of LeBron, of LeBron. James. And look how much yeah. he's done for this team. He's killing it on the bench for this team. Obviously, I wish he was on the court. But, like, the leadership he's provided, him and Gordon Hayward, there's a picture out there of them looking at each other on the bench. And it was like, oh, well, there's 50 points sitting on your bench, but at least they're still winning. Like, this team is going to be a wagon next year. Oh, and they're built for the next 10 years. I just keep imagining Kawhi Leonard and Green. Like, for the next five years, they could go to the finals every year easily. Yeah. And, you know, the best, the best story that came out, was it today, was – they didn't. They didn't have a name for which Cavs player it was, but a Cavs player in the locker room called Danny Ainge a fucking thief midway through no, the season. Because look what. Look, of course he did. Because look what he did. <laughs> look he what he did. And, if it, and now the, if now the trade's done. The Cavs, if anybody destroyed the Cavs, it was Danny Ainge. And now the trade's done. Now they got that the Brooklyn pick turned to the eighth overall pick. Nice job, Danny. Way to use last year's, so not this year. Good job. I remember I was one of oh, you idiots. I wanted, you trade, I wanted them to trade last year's pick. Of course I was wrong. The two picks he used, both number three, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Thank you, Brooklyn. I'm glad your future is so bright. Then this year, the pick they don't use is eighth overall. Who the hell is it they're going to get? Who knows? And now you 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 traded away um, all your players who are no longer on the Cavs. All they have left is that pick, number eight, and Zizic. That's it from the Kyrie Irving trade. Laugh out loud, funny. Did you see Plus, that? Like that, that's... Clarkson Hill and those guys. Did you see that NetsDaily.com picture? I think it was NetsDaily.com. Who uh, with the picture they posted? No, was it on Twitter on their website? It was on. It was on. Uh, it was on Twitter. It was of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown wearing Nets jerseys, and I think it just said "Sigh." Dot. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I fucking love it. I love it so much. If you're a Nets fan right now, how pissed are you? Like, and who? I mean, there are that many Nets be. fans. There aren't many Nets fans out there, but like. How pissed are you? You have to be, because Danny Ainge destroyed you guys too. Took three of your first round draft picks. That is asinine. That is still that still might be the greatest trade in NBA history. The especially if they win a championship next year, that might be the greatest trade in NBA history. It, I, I still go back to the Pierce Garnett trade because that's what got this all started. But it's it's like one A if it's not one. He traded two Hall of Fame players, two Hall of Fame players for three draft picks, and now, and now this, those. This team is on the cusp of winning Banner 18 without and top nine, two and studs in the league. Like yeah, without without their two best players. Like this is their bench. This is how deep they are. Um, okay, we got we got. I can talk about the Celtics all right now, all night right now. But let's let's finish up the show quick. Carson Smith, Red Sox. Uh, this baby back bitch. This bitch boy Carson Smith. So Carson Smith hurts a shoulder. I forgot what it was. It was a shoulder s- something laxation. Subluxation. Was that Subluxation. It? That it basically just means a. Uh, it's a big time strain. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Really so, so Dave Dombrowski announced that yesterday, or the Red Sox did, and Dave Dombrowski called a press conference and he said that it has the capability of being a major injury. Okay, major injury. Uh, if that's the case, a that sucks for the Red Sox because he was the only guy that I kind of really relied on coming out of the bullpen, other than Greg Kimbrell, and mm-hmm. b. 
this is this is really the meat of the story. And I said this on the CLNS roundtable. I don't really blame Smith for throwing his glove. I don't. I'm not going to get mad at him for that because no, everybody does it. You see, yeah, you see people do it all the time. I, don't, I it's just it's a natural thing. That's whatever. The problem, obviously, is what he would is with how he's trying to blame Alex Cora and the Red Sox. Yes, yeah, the comments. That's crap. He's saying that he thinks it's because of arm fatigue. You know how many innings this guy's pitched this year? 14. He's pitched 14 innings. It's May 16th. He's pitched 14 innings. You know you know how many innings he's pitched over the past three seasons? Like 20? 23. Wow, it's actually close. 23 innings wow. pitched over three years. And he's trying to blame this on arm fatigue? What a baby back bitch and boy. Cora, no, and also applaud Cora for his response. Yeah. He said, I, I disagree with that. I, I completely just I completely disagree with that. Like we yeah. monitor them all the time. We ask them how they're feeling. If he felt like that, we should have like we he told us last week he didn't feel great, so we didn't let we didn't let him pitch. Like we've had an open communication all year, so I I don't buy that by any means. He said that to media. It's Imagine this last rewind a year if this was last John year. Farrell. Um well, um, yeah, you know, uh, we're going to yeah, talk to him, and, and he's getting tested day by day. So right now he's day to day, but, uh, you know, there's some a little puffiness in his left shoulder metacarpal, and, uh, yeah, we'll just see. it. His stuff was good, though, but uh, he's day to day as of right now. <laughs> yeah, no, but his, his stuff was good. His stuff was very I'm good. I'm going to go have sex with uh, Jess Moran. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you, you know, overall, his stuff was good. His stuff was good. Uh, hey, uh, was- hey, uh, hey, John, what's going on with uh, with your boy's shoulder? Uh, what's okay. going on with Carson Smith? Stuff yeah, day to day. Yeah, day to day. His uh, his location just his location was there. His stuff was good. It was just it wasn't a good night. It wasn't so, uh, a good night. You know, Johnny, it was good, but um, he's gonna improve. He's day to day. We put uh, he's gonna be on the ten day DL probably. Uh, that's way too much. I shouldn't have said that. Oh my god. Hey, yeah. Uh, hey, John. How's uh, how's your girlfriend Jess Moran doing? Yeah, we um, we we make coitus. We make sweets. We love together. She's um. Her stuff was good. Her stuff was we're gonna monitor day by day and see where she goes. But the, the poor, I, I enjoyed her performance tonight. It was good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Fuck you, John Farrell. Uh, um, oh yeah, Carson Smith. What a, <laughs> what a baby back bitch boy. Okay, like, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Stupid. Is that the last time we saw him in a Red Sox uniform? Carson Smith. Yep. No, it's May 16th. He'll be back. Yeah, they said this is, if this is serious, is they're hinting. Does he need another surgery? Is this season over? And if the case, are they going to bring him back? His contract's up after this year. See, I wouldn't doubt if Dave Dombrowski called that meeting to a embarrass him, so he so he comes back out here and so he doesn't miss the season. Because I think I think the Red Sox really are trying to change this whole culture that Dave that David Price created last year. Uh, yeah, yeah no, uh, I want him to do well so bad too. Look, I would be surprised if he misses the season, but I also wouldn't be surprised by your theory um i think he's gonna be out a while good theory i think he's up till august at least if he comes back at all i think this is a bigger deal than people are they're making it out to be they're 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 saying it could be a big deal but not really saying that 10 day dls to mask it they know thornberg is coming back who looks phenomenal by the way and everything that i've seen um thornberg yeah he stunk the other night Okay, one outing in out, when was the last time he, he pitched? He's been phenomenal the year, but I'm not giving. I'm not going to say he sucks until he sucks at the major league level. Okay, I'll deal with that. I'll live with that. Because yeah, if he if I'll he comes up if he's rehabbing and has mostly good start, and then comes up here and is killing it, then who the fuck gives a shit about the AAA star you got rocked around? All right, all right, I'll fucks with it. All right, yeah, all right, yeah. 
Give me Vlad Jr. Yep. Okay. Yep. And, and you know, it, it sucks too. Cause Tyler Thornburg's really like, he's going to be your eighth inning guy. If he can get his shit together. Oh, definitely. It, it, no one else wanted it. So he's pretty much primed to come back and just go right to it. He's going to, he's going to need to, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find his, his rehab starts right now. You know, whatever. That's a, Oh, I just saw sort of... a picture of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. <laughs> oh, uh, from the nets. Yeah. Dude, laugh, out, that didn't happen. laugh out loud. Funny. Wow. All right. Anything else to say before we cut the show off? Celtics and five, baby. Let's go. Yeah, dude. Celtics. Celtics. Celtics and six. I think they're going to give us a little. It's, com- it's coming back to Boston. That's season. Sure. Season six. I don't think the, I. I think they'll take a game in Cleveland. I don't think they're gonna. I think they'll. I think they'll take a game in Cleveland. Then how? You, then you're gonna say they're gonna lose for the first time in all playoffs at home? No. Lose at home. If you're gonna lose once, it's gonna be against LeBron. Okay, but yeah. But here's the deal. If they lose game five, they're going to seven. Yeah, okay, that's legit. That's legit. All right, Couch Guys Sports Exchange Podcast, episode 59 of the books. Closed. Thanks again, Adam Kaufman, for coming on. Follow him, follow him on Twitter at Adam M. Kaufman. WBZ Radio Morning Drive. CLNS Media, Celtics Speed Podcast. Great guy, great show. Go check that one out, too. After you subscribe and you rate this one on iTunes and you tell your friends, and you go to the Couch Guy Sports store, and you buy merchandise, couchguysports.com, click on the Spadora tab, go buy stuff. We took tax off. Didn't know tax wasn't on clothes in Massachusetts. It's whatever. Um, and then follow us on everything, at Couch Guy Sports, Facebook. Some big stuff coming. Twitter. Big stuff in the works. Instagram. Still. Yeah, we got a lot of shit coming. We got a lot of shit coming. You should see our so, group chat. It's aggressive. Yes, so. it's aggressive. <laughs> at Couch Guy Sports, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, literally everything. Follow it. Thanks again. Peace out. We'll talk to you next week. Close the books, Patty.